hey folks, how's it going? Cam's here with another episode of Quoth the Camzer. It's Saturday, the 17th of August, and it's rather a sad anniversary date for me. It's the third anniversary of my mother's death. I remember that day very, very well. It was quite a, a spiritual day in a lot of ways. Showed me the value and the power of family. And I'd like to share a wee story about how that went down, if you will indulge me. My mum had been in hospital for a few months, actually. My mum had MS and she was paralysed from the neck down for about four or five years. My dad died in 2009 and after that she took a real sort of downward spiral and she lived on her own for all those years. She had a wheelchair which was modified to enable her to get on with her life in a lot of ways and it was really quite remarkable. And she had a sponge ball at her chin which she could use to move herself around. She had a straw on the left which allowed her to blow and a certain number of blows would trigger certain things like she could change channels or she could change inputs on her possum. And the possum was a computer that was hooked up to the chair and throughout the house and it would do things like change TV channels, it would open the front door, it would switch on the intercom, it would open the back door and she used that to great effect. So she was on her own for all those years and fiercely independent woman. It really was quite awe-inspiring. I used to talk to her on the phone quite a lot particularly when she ran out of audiobooks. That was how she got through her day, was listening to audiobooks. And so I'd get a phone call, I've run out of books. So we would get onto the audible.co.uk website and I would sit and read through synopses of books. And we'd talk about books that she'd read and it was really quite, one of my fondest memories actually spending time doing that with my mum and she died and that night I woke up about three in the morning and I swear to you I saw a shimmering in the corner of the room it's not normal for me to wake up in the middle of the night and be wide awake like that but that's what happened and I saw a shimmering in the room and I just knew, so I got up, I got dressed and I went through to the living room and I lay on the sofa reading The Master and Margarita, one of my favourite books and then the phone rang and it was the hospital to say that my mum had passed away peacefully during the night, so that was about half three, four o'clock in the morning. And then I sat for a while and thought, what, will I go and wake up Lorraine? I thought, yeah, well, I would want her to wake me up if the roles were reversed. And so that's what I did. And she got up with me. We had a cup of tea and 
read through my book of poetry that I wrote, one of which was dedicated to my mum. And I eventually was to read that poem out at her funeral. So that's where I am today. My brother was supposed to be coming over to Aaron today and he couldn't make it because he's he's not feeling up to it for many reasons, which I won't go into on this recording. It's a real shame that he's not here today. I'm quite missing him, actually. But I've got the in-laws here. So both of my in-laws are still very much alive and kicking, so... I'm not going to get to spend the day with them. I will get to spend some time with them this evening because we booked a table in a local restaurant to go out for dinner. And so that's what we're going to do. In Crofters, actually. <laughs> so there will be some music playing, which I'll get to watch, which will be great. It's a guy called Mike Edwards, whom I've never seen play. So that should be interesting. But yes, today's... The reason my brother was coming over was because we have our big Royal Arch meeting this afternoon. Well, at noon. We kick off at noon. So this will be my last Royal Arch degree as First Principal. And I'm actually feeling quite emotional about that too. So yeah, once again, missing my brother terribly. But it means I'm I'm going to be sitting up, running the Royal Arts degree. We have a live candidate, which is fantastic. This is our second in two years. Prior to that, we hadn't had a candidate for several years. So it's just possible that our fledgling, foundering chapter will survive. I'm confident or hopeful, let's say hopeful, my successor has already made some good strides in persuading some of our Lodge members to come along and support the chapter. And I think he's going to do a wonderful job. So it's going to be, it's going to be nice sitting beside him, supporting him during his two years. I have got quite a lot of floor work to do this afternoon, but I'm not really freaked out by that now. It's funny, you know, you get into your the beginning of your two-year phase as top man in the chair and it's all so scary <laughs> you know it's a thing that any past master or past first principal will be able to understand and when you get to the end of it you kind of don't want to give it up you know I've, I've got the hang of it now it's been good for me in so many ways. You know, being put into a, a kind of leadership role and knowing that you've got the support of your chapter behind you. And it, it lifts you up, you know, it really lifts you up in a lot of ways from being fearful and having a lack of confidence in oneself to being able to run a degree, to run a chapter. Otherwise, again, as any past principal or past master will know, it's actually the, the past principals and the treasurer and the secretary who run a lodge or chapter. But still, to be in that sort of figurehead position and travel around 
the province representing one's chapter, trying to further the interests of that chapter. It's it's been an amazing experience, and I'm I'm feeling quite emotional at having to let that go. But I am very glad to see that we have somebody good going in after me, and we've got a steady succession behind, which will cover us for four years, something like that. And we've got a new guy coming through, as I said, so hopefully we will we will prevail. So, yep, yeah, I've just made a tray of sandwiches. I'm going to have to go down, open up about 11ish. I think people will already be there. So the doors should be open, but people are coming in from the mainland. I know we've got a good number of visitors coming. That's one of the good things about our chapter is the support that we have from from visitors. Without them, we wouldn't be able to operate in many cases. So we're very grateful to those visitors who come along. I know this will probably mean not very much to most people, but you know, this is my quote the cams are ramblings and this is what's on my mind today. You know, my last my last Royal Arts degree. If you're interested in finding out more, get in touch. I mean I'll tell you whatever I can. Obviously I can't breach any confidentiality clauses. But, you know, I'm, I'm happy to share what I can, both about Freemasonry in general or Royal Arts Masonry in particular. Be happy to talk to you. And if you're interested in, in joining, well, I can help you out with that too. It's kind of a dying organisation in a lot of ways. It's... Oh, maybe, maybe I'm wrong there, but it seems to be mainly elderly people and it's the same with the Rotary, it's the same with a lot of organisations. The WI, perhaps, as well. My mother-in-law is a big part of that. And she tells me that it's it's not what it once was. I think it's changed days with the internet and Netflix and, you know. But it would be nice to see younger people coming along. I mean, our lodge here in particular has been going since 1890. So, you know, it has some history and some longevity. Anyway, yeah, if you're interested, just get in touch, let me know. Get me on cams.campbell at gmail.com. You can visit aaronfreemasonry.net, I think it is. I should actually go and check that. I should know because I'm the webmaster. <laughs> And we've got lodge774.co.uk. I know that one's up and running. And the blog link on that particular web page will take you to the Aaron Masonry page. But I'll just look it up. Just give me a sec. Is it Aaron Freemasonry? <coughs> AaronFreemasonry.net. Yes, that's the one. So that'll take you to the website. There's also a Google page and Twitter and all that stuff. So, sandwiches made. I need to go down. I've ordered some croissants from the co-op. And I'll need to buy a raffle prize. And go in and start greeting people. Now that's one of the big things that... You know, I talk a lot about mental health on this recording. And that's one of the reasons why I get so much out not only of being a Mason in general, but of being in the chair 
in particular because it means that <coughs> public speaking and socialising and speaking to people I don't know and even speaking to people I do know, these are not things that come naturally to me, so they take some work, yeah? And when I'm put in a position of having to go and shake someone's hand and welcome them into the chapter and introduce myself, something that seems so simple is something that I have to work at. And the more I do it, you know, like anything, the easier it becomes. And so learning that, you know, people in general are good and to be in a position where we have a common interest, i.e. masonry, it gives you that icebreaker you can indulge in the where are you froms and the what offices have you held and all that kind of thing and do we have any friends in common and it's it's just a really good way for me to learn that people are good and that I can actually talk to people and that I needn't be afraid and that's why that's why it's been such a good thing for my mental health to get me out of my own house and out of my own head and out to meet people and get to know strangers you know so that's what it is for me. I also enjoy the ritual aspect of it very much. That's probably the part that means the most to me. I love the stories of the degrees, the references to past history. Well, is there any other kind of history? And the maybe not the morals so much, but yeah, perhaps part of that too is trying to be a good man, a better man, I suppose all of those things are part of it, but the ritual in general, learning the ritual, gives me great satisfaction and my delivery, my performance, it's like putting on a little play and I really get a lot out of that too. And just being part of a group where everyone supports each other, you know, when I've got, as I said, I had the support of my, my other office bearers as I went through my two years as first principal. And it's, it's quite phenomenal when you get a group of guys trying to keep something going and make it better. Okay, anyway, this is all a bit rambly, isn't it? So I need to go and get changed now anyway. It's now 10.36 and I need to be out of the house by 10.45ish. And I'm not even in my suit yet. So I'm going to go and get changed. Thank you all for your indulgence. No doubt I'll speak a bit tomorrow if I get a chance in my recording to talk about how today went. That may not happen because the in-laws are still here, so I suspect we'll be going somewhere tomorrow as a family. So I may not get to talk to you, but we'll see. I've got to chat a bit about bags and preparing for the crofters cruise and all that stuff where I've got to so far with that. And the, the bag dilemma. <laughs> So more on that in the next one, folks. i got to get changed. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you all again in the next one. Bye for now.